guys, it's Martin Gardner back again for episode number three of the Case Management Basics podcast. And today I wanted to talk about the differences between group homes and boarding homes. You know, as I mentioned in the previous episode that group homes tend to be the number one option when it comes to community-based residential services. But we, we also use boarding homes, um, not as much as group homes because uh, group homes tend to provide a, a higher level of care than the boarding homes, but they, they serve a, a valuable purpose as well. So t- today I wanted to just go over a few of the differences between the two um, group homes and boarding homes. Okay, let's talk about group homes. Um, the, the most important thing you want to understand about group homes is that they have to be licensed by the state. And, and pretty much what that means is that the state will come down and they, they do an inspection every few years, um, make sure the house is up to code, they make sure that all the personnel records are in compliance with state regulations, um, they, they go through the progress notes, they go through treatment plans and you know, they, they just go in and they, they make sure everything is, is up to um, state regulations, standards. And, and this is important because group homes are pretty much publicly funded. And if they don't meet the licensing regulations, then, then they don't qualify for public funds, which is pretty much Medicaid. So that, that's one thing you want to be mindful of. Uh, also, with group homes, group homes are staffed 24 hours a day, and the staff has to be trained in a number of areas, including CPR, um, first aid, Medicaid administration, and you know behavioral management. And the staff is there to pretty much assist with anything that the resident might need, whether it's um, bathing, getting dressed. Um, preparing meals, uh, transportation to medical appointments. Uh, so, like I said, this, the staff is there to provide uh, a higher level of service than they would get in a in a boarding home. Also, in addition to the staff requirements, the resident also has to meet certain criteria to be admitted into a group home. Um, one of the first things um, you want to recognize is that group homes are licensed for a specific disability. So in many cases, you will need a psychological evaluation um, documenting that that person has a specific disability, whether it's you know, uh, intellectual disability or mental health or whatever that group home is licensed for. Um, the resident has to have specific documentation um, stating that disability. In addition to that, um, the resident will more than likely need an updated physical and TB test. In, in addition to that, um, the resident must have, you know, they must have Medicaid because that's, you know, group homes are pretty much funded through Medicaid. Okay, let's talk about boarding homes. Uh, boarding homes are a little bit different than, than group homes in that boarding homes, they, they are not required to be licensed by the state. And 
you know, what a boarding home is, is essentially just a, a home that boards people. Um, you can, anyone can pretty much acquire a property and rent out rooms to it and call it a boarding home. Um, like I said, they're, they're not required to go through the same um, rigorous inspections as, as a group home. Um, you know, no one's going to be checking on them every year and you know making sure they're in compliance there's no personnel records there's no any of that stuff um, so in order to live in a, a boarding home you pretty much have to be independent because there's there's no staff um, they're not required to have staff um, there'll be occasions where the person that actually owns the house lives in the house um, with the residents but they're not required to to do anything other than collect rent. So that's something you have to be mindful of if you're gonna place someone in a boarding home is they have to be very independent because they're they're pretty much on their own. Um, there's no, pretty much no staff support. Also with boarding homes and and, and this, this aspect of boarding homes you really wanna be careful about because boarding homes are not no, of course they're not licensed, so they don't, they're not restricted to serving a specific population. Um, boarding homes can serve all kinds of people. They can have, I mean, in theory, you could have a person with an intellectual disability in one room, um, someone with no disability in another room, and someone who just got home from prison in another room. So you can have a, a very um, diverse mix of people in one group home. So that's why it's important that when you're going to help someone get into a boarding home that they, they understand that, you know, that it's, there's a, a variety of different people there and they have to be very independent and be able to, um, to take care of themselves in that situation. And, you know, there's, there's no staff support, uh, other than, you know, perhaps the case manager will, you know, assist with helping with some things, but you have to be very independent to be in a boarding home, but um, but boarding homes are they're a good resource, um, especially if you have someone who is very high functioning. Um, if they work, and it, you know if they don't have Medicaid, you know a boarding home is is a great option because that's not a requirement for uh, for a boarding home because they don't they don't accept public funds. It's it's a privately owned home that's, that's essentially being rent out so you you just you're renting out that room and you know there's no Medicaid requirements as long as that person is earning enough money to to pay the rent and you know and keep up with his rent payments then it's a viable option um, if they're not eligible for a group home placement and you know um, some of our clients they they want to be independent so they prefer to be in a home where they can go and come as they please they can you know they're not supervised um, and they can pretty much you know they're essentially living on their own and some of some of our you know our individuals they want that freedom they want that independence so you know boarding homes are not all that bad in, in the right situation um, and my caseload um, you know, I, sometimes some of my clients, they have criminal backgrounds where they don't necessarily, 
you know, they won't qualify for an apartment because of their criminal history and they don't have Medicaid and, you know, they, they don't qualify for, you know, they're not low enough functioning to get some of the, the Medicaid waiver services. So a, a boarding home is, is like a perfect fit for them. It's a good option. So, so boarding homes are not all bad. So I think they do serve a, a good purpose for some of our, our clients. So I think, um, you know, group homes and boarding homes both serve a, a you know, a significant role in, in helping our, our people uh, maintain safe and affordable housing. You know, the, the main thing is that you, you know, you explain the pros and cons of, of both options and, you know, depending on the qualifications, um, just make sure that they can make the, the most informed choice that they can. Well, well, this wraps up episode number three of the Case Management Basics podcast. I want to thank you for listening and um, hopefully the information that I'm, that I'm bringing to you is helpful and I will talk to you later. Once again, I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. You can also check out some of my written content on my blog, casemanagementbasics.com. And I also have a mobile app you can check out on the Google Play Store. Absolutely free to download. A lot of good information, a lot of links to mental health websites, autism news websites. So I think it's a good resource. So you can uh, download that for free. And I also have an online store. Uh, it's through Cafe Press, cafepress.com slash case management basics. A lot of uh, items that I designed myself with a mental health and autism awareness theme. Uh, most of the stuff is, is reasonably priced, so feel free to look at some of that stuff. And if you have any questions, comments you want to send my way, you can email me at cmbasicsblog at gmail.com. That's cmbasicsblog at gmail.com. Once again, I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. Appreciate your support, and I will talk to you soon.